Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 welcome to this lovely, lovely, lovely Thursday edition of the Rated R Safety Show. Today's Thursday, July the 16th of 2020. Only 198 days into this bad boy and only, 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 only. 168 days left before supposedly the year's over with. But at this particular rate, who knows what the hell will happen? Maybe we'll go on pause. Anyways, hopefully you're off to a good start having a grand old time during this great adventure that we call life. And things are going fantastic on this lovely Thursday. We are broadcasting live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. We are coming across the Safety FM multiverse. Yeah, now I'm just going to deem it Safety FM multiverse. I guess that's the easier way to go about it. So we are streaming across the Safety FM different platforms at safetyfm.com, safetyfm.tv, and then, of course, the different apps, streamers, you name it, you know it, you love it, you want some more of it. They're all around there some way, shape, or form. Anyways, how are you? Thank you for joining us for another lovely edition of this bad boy of what we call the Rated R Safety Show. Anyways, just like always, want to tell you, you know, you're more than welcome on coming on to the show. Come hang out. Come do some stuff together. If you're interested in doing so, go to safetyfm.com and go into, you know, being a participant. There's a link there for you to be able to do that, that you want to be on the show. We can get that set up for you. Imagine you're doing what I do. 
right here. I mean, it'd be kind of fun. I mean, not here, here, like there, here, you know, where you're at, you can come virtually and do this and get to interact with some people across the multiverse as we move forward. It'll be fun, good times and all that kind of fun stuff. But anyways, I think I've rambled on for too long already. You don't have to agree. Why did you agree? Did you really think so? You know, I'm going to ramble some more. It's just going to happen. Just kind of the way that it goes. Anyways, let's get you into some feature story news, because that's where we normally get started from. So let's go from there. Here is the news on the Radio R Safety Show. From feature story news in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. China's economy grew 3.2% in quarter two, according to government figures. The return to growth followed a record contraction in quarter one because of the impact of coronavirus. Twitter says it's investigating after hackers targeted several high-profile accounts in a cryptocurrency scam. The profiles, including those of Barack Obama and Bill Gates, posted a message encouraging users to send money to a Bitcoin address. Technology reporter Will Guyatt outside individuals have managed to get hold of a control panel and access to a a control panel used by Twitter staff to help control and maintain those verified accounts. Quite simply, this, this control panel was likely to be used if these accounts were compromised. India's medical associations issued a red alert saying at least 99 doctors have died due to coronavirus and more than 1,300 have been infected. It comes as India's overall number of COVID cases heads towards 1 million confirmed. Sriyoshi Mukherjee reports. The red alert was declared by the Indian Medical Association for doctors and medical administrators to raise their guard. This means that there will be an intense review of all administrative protocols in hospitals. The body warns that the safety of medical staff should be of utmost concern and any shortcomings in that would be unacceptable. The statement also said if COVID-19 mortality in India is to be reduced, it has to start with medical workers. It also urged hospitals to put in place a feedback system from doctors, employees and patients. The rising infection and death toll among medical professionals has become a matter of great concern for India's medical community. Sriyoshi Mukherjee, New Delhi. Shamima Begum, one of three East London schoolgirls who travelled to Syria to join Islamic State, has won a legal battle to be allowed to return to the UK to challenge the removal of her British citizenship. The 20-year-old left the UK in 2015 and lived under IS rule for more than three years before she was found nine months pregnant in a refugee camp in February of last year. The then Home Secretary revoked her British citizenship on national security grounds, as Benji Hire reports. Shamima Begum had long argued the government's decision to revoke her citizenship was unlawful because it left her stateless. Under international law, it's only permitted to revoke someone's citizenship if an individual is entitled to one from another country. The Court of Appeal has now ruled that the only way in which she would have a fair and effective appeal is to come to the UK. Fairness and justice must, the judges claim, outweigh any national security concerns. The judgment means the British government must now find a way to allow her to appear in court here, despite repeatedly insisting it would not assist in her evacuation from Syria. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So what do you think by hearing about everything going on across the multiverse here? Yeah, you know, when feature story news comes in and tells you how it is, what's going on and laying down the land of the, what is it? 
the plan of the land, the land of the lay, the lay of the land, the lay of the land. I don't know. You know, you, you mix those things up from time to time. It just happens. But, you know, they're telling you how it is. By the way, some questions did come up. That right there, if you're watching on the video stream, I'm going to point to it. Yes, that is inspired by the Matrix. That's why it looks that way, and it does that weird fading, just in case. Want to make sure I point that out and clear it out, because there were some questions that had come about about that damn thing. I like it. I think it's kind of cool. It supposedly annoyed the shit out of some people that it was flashing like lightning at one point, so we changed it. Okay, so cool stuff there. Anyways, before I get into my idiosyncrasies here, you know what's going to happen. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, we're always trying to be something around here, but we definitely have to share the information on how it comes about, what is there, and what is happening. Because, you know, that's what occurs. Anyways, let's go from the very top of the shit list. I mean, the hit list, you know, the list that I get everything from, where I share the information with you that we have found across the multiverse and the information that is important for today, July the 16th of 2020. You know, sometimes I get kind of confused on when I'm doing some of this, because as you are aware, we do play this on the radio station as we are doing right now in real time. But what happens sometimes is we have a replay. And they don't always are concurrent with the day that's going on. Just so you know. It just happens that way. Uh, So as I mentioned that, and I say this, I want you to think about it. As I do the little flashy screen. um, And I reference this for the sole purpose of this. Sometimes if you're listening on the broadcast version, and it's late, late, late in the Eastern time zone, probably not live. I know, I just gave out the secret of radio. Anyways, let's continue and go down what I was going to say in the first place. A Colorado man walked into his kitchen and found a bear standing at his refrigerator. No, this is not a Yogi Bear reference, just in case. Dave Chernowski tried to get the 400-pound animal outside, but it turned on him, knocking him down with a smack of his giant paw. Bam! Chernowski, who was bleeding heavily at the point, was able to scramble away and scream. Yeah. Scream at the bear to leave before it could head down to where his kids were sleeping. Officials with the Colorado Parks and Wildlife were able to track down the bear and euthanize it. While they stated they don't like to do it, but once a bear begins entering homes In responding aggressively towards people, they don't have a choice. Officials believe that the bear has been spotted in the neighborhood for days now, raiding trash cans. Why do they say euthanize? Why do they try to make it such a pretty format? Why don't they just say they killed the damn thing? Because that's what it is. We euthanized it. No, you killed it. And I understand, you know, to an extent... What you're saying here in regards to why it had to be done, but man, we euthanized it. Well, how would you feel? Could you imagine waking up, going into your kitchen and seeing a 400 pound bear? And of course, that's an alleged 400 pounds because who the fuck knows? So think about it. Yeah, that one did slip out. Just wanted to let you know that one. Um, Yeah. So just think about it, though. 
What would you do? Duh. What would you do there? How would you look at it? Seriously. 400-pound bear at your refrigerator door. I know that when I get up from time to time, I cannot imagine spotting that. It would probably throw me off just a tad. Just pointing that out there. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, let's continue. Portland protesters have created their own autonomous zone, similar to the disbanded CHOP zone in Seattle. Wednesday morning, demonstrators began setting up tents downtown Portland, Lawndale Square, across the federal Pioneer Courthouse. An unofficial Twitter page run by a group of anti-capitalist, anti-faceted teens who call themselves the Pacific Northwest Youth Liberation Front said they want to establish a Chinook Land Autonomous Territory, or CLAT, in downtown Portland. So as we talked about this from the very, very beginning of how we knew that this was going to take place, and we kind of had the conversation and said, okay, we're going to have this bad boy pop up in Seattle. And it's okay that it did happen. But what is going to happen with the copycats? We knew copycats were going to come about. You know, kind of like copycats about some of the stuff that we do here. Yeah, those people. Um, But we kind of knew that copycats were going to come about. Duh. Duh. So how are we looking at it? Do you see that this is going to be an ongoing pattern of things? Do you look at it and go, this will not be the only one. And of course, we already know that because this is technically the second one. But are we going to see it go from the west to the east going forward? I'm curious on how this is going to work and how long this one will last before, quote unquote, someone tries to tear it down. Because that will happen. It's a matter of time. Those are how those things normally work out. You know this. I know this. We have the conversation. We talk about it. But what are you thinking? Do you think it will last? Or do you think it'll be one of those things where it just goes bye-bye into the silence silence of the night? Something to think about. I'm just kind of bringing it to you how it is. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, so the market pushed upward again as three major averages had another positive day, a promising result in a first stage trial for coronavirus vaccine by Moderna. Let's try that. Moderna. Moderna, as well as a strong earning report from Goldman Sachs, set the stage for success. Big name tech stocks oscillated slightly as it appeared that his investors were electing to move their holdings back to shares of cruise lines and travel companies. Norwegian Cruise Line and Royal Caribbean both soared over 20% during the session. American Airlines sank after hours as it was made public that furloughs and layoffs impacting 25,000 employees could be imminent. So are you looking at this right now? Are you looking at the ups and downs, downs and outs, and all that kind of fun stuff that's going on inside a portion of the stock market? Also, 
if you're in the aviation sector, sector of the whole thing, how are you looking at this? How is this going to go about? Because it's really part of the conversation as we do move forward. We have to have an understanding on what's going to happen to people inside of that sector. I'm going to tell you the whole travel industry is going to be pretty interesting going forward. Now, of course, there were speculations yesterday that Disney was going to be packed in Hollywood studios. And that was a rumor circulating first thing in the morning. Now, reports have shown that things did not go as anticipated. And I don't even know who, what the hell the anticipation was with Disney yesterday with the two new parks open. I would have, I mean, I would have figured based on the information that was out and about yesterday that Hollywood studios would have knocked it out of the park, especially because of all the people that are so in love with star Wars. I don't know. So if the happiest place on earth is having a hard time, what do you think is going to happen here? Now I have a friend that they live up in Minnesota and they're in the travel industry and they talked about that there's all kinds of flights normally to get to good old orlando orlando florida and they were telling me that it has been pushed back now to two flights a day yeah two flights a day now i would have never envisioned that where the house of the mouse is located that there would only be two flights available a day so i talk about this i mentioned this just for the sake of kind of giving some thought process behind it. I won't say the name of the airline because I don't think it would be fair to the other ones to reference that here. But hey, whatever. I just do it how it is because that's the way I roll. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, a man in Michigan who was re- refused service for not wearing a mask stabbed another customer before being shot to death by police. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. Sean Ernest Ruiz, 43, stabbed 77-year-old customer for Quality Dairy store just outside of Lansing after being told to cover up or to leave. Police issued an alert with description of Ruiz's car and license plates. He was pulled over a short time later, leading to a brief fatal encounter. Yeah, you heard me correctly here. According to the responding officers and his body cam, Ruiz exited, excuse me, exited his vehicle and walked towards the officer with a knife in hand as the officer backed up, telling Ruiz to drop the weapon. The suspect charged and was subsequently shot by the officer. Yeah, this is for not covering up, for not wearing a mascara for not wearing a mask something to think about there interesting how this mask conversation continues to come about we're going to get back into some more of that here in a bit but we're going to talk about some other things first before we get into it because that's going to be part of our main story today just in case just in case you were wondering and you weren't sure what we're talking about but what the hell's going on that you're going to stab a dude Because you're not willing to wear a mask. 43. Stabbing a 77-year-old. And then you're dying 
because you decide to confront an officer, allegedly, with a knife, all because of not wearing a mask? I have a hard time understanding that. Listen. Private businesses, on the way that they work, they don't have to let people in. It's not a privilege. It's one of those things where you have the choice of kind of abiding by what they have the setup for. You don't have to go there. It's not a right for you to go there. Matter of fact, screw it. Let's go to the main story now. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So, talking about more of this mask thing, because I know that this is going to catch some shit and get some heat for it. So, maybe some hot shit is maybe the way I should say it. But think about it real quick. A lot of the stuff that's going on with the mask world is kind of driving me up the wall when it comes to certain things. So, just to kind of add to this. So, we're talking about Sean Ernest Ruiz out of Lansing up in good old Michigan. Hi to my friends in Michigan. Let's talk about some other things that people might not know, and they might be surprised come the 20th here of July, a few days away, about four, give or take, however you want to look at it, depending on when you're taking a listen to this, or it could already pass by now. So Walmart and Sam's Clubs will require customers to wear masks starting Monday, July the 20th. The move comes after CEO Doug McMillan said the mask mandate in stores nationwide was something they had on their minds. The retailers join Best Buy and Starbucks, who started requiring their customers to wear a mask this week. Now, I don't know how much you play upon the interwebs with everything going on with the world of masks. But there's quite a few interesting videos that are out there with people, we'll say, having a fit with wearing masks. So as you take a look at this and you move forward and you say, okay, cool, we're wearing masks, we're not wearing masks, we're moving forward, we're not moving forward. If you're in the sector that believes I should not have to wear a mask, what are you going to do when these stores say you can't go in? Because it's not a right for you to be there. Now, there's I've seen all kinds of different ones. I've seen a guy totally lose it over the weekend trying to go into a Costco. And they were telling him that he could not go in. So he starts screaming and shouting. Now, this led to the firing of the guy for the company that he worked for, which I thought was kind of an interesting extreme. Then there was a video recently, too, where there was a lady sitting on the floor in a Costco. Yeah, apparently there's a Costco theme here. Where she was screaming and shouting how she didn't have to wear a mask. And she kept on looking at, you know, the world and yelling at them in regards to what was going on. Then there was the other extreme. There was a guy who walked into a Walmart wearing a mask. Yes, I did say wearing a mask. And it was a biker mask. You know, like the ones that you would wear in like a BM, not a BMX, but like in a motorcycle, you know, like the dirt, the dirt motorcycles, blah, blah, blah. Where you just covers your face. Yeah, like this. Like I'm going to do that one more time. Covers your face. That way it sounds kind of weird. Covers your face. So you cover your face, but it has holes in it for you to breathe. The guy goes, I just want to prove the point that the mask really doesn't have to bring any kind of value, but you're still forced to wear one. His opinion, of course. And he's entitled to his own opinion. 
Also, he doesn't have to go to that store. That's the great thing about it. Then I see these other posts that take place via social media where they're calling people sheep. You're sheep because you're wearing masks. You're a sheep because you're doing this. You're a sheep because you're doing that. There's some portion in other countries that before you walk into a store, they almost they spray you with a disinfectant. Yeah, a disinfectant. And I see people, here's the funny part. I see people standing in line to go through it, calling other people sheep. But then they cut the video when they're on the verge of standing in that same line about to get sprayed. I don't get it. The other portion that drives me crazy. If you're inside of this world, and I'm talking about the broadcast, the podcast, whatever the hell you're doing, where it's kind of a medium that's open to the world, and you discuss on how you hate masks, but then you turn around and start selling masks inside of your store with your logo, with your brand, isn't that you being a hypocrite? Does it make you change your mind on what you were thinking about masks? I don't know. There's so many questions about the whole mask thing. There's so many different ways to look at it. Now, I'll tell you, when I'm inside of the studio, I don't wear a mask. Be kind of hard to do. You saw the, if you kind of have been following along for a bit, when we went down to do the Key West shows, there was a public mandate that went into place about wearing masks, and I was not allowed. Yes, I did say allowed to do a broadcast without wearing a mask because I was in a public setting. Guess what? Because it was a public setting and I was going inside of somebody else's building that was not a right for me to go in, I had the opportunity to broadcast from there. But because I had to do it with a mask and it was something like this, I opted not to do it. Not that I'm anti-mask, because by no means am I anti-mask. I will wear a mask. I will not sit here and say, do not wear a mask. My mask is much different than most with the option that I have decided to go with. I wear something that I feel comfortable with on how it works. But I knew from a broadcast standpoint, it wasn't going to make sense for this to be a Safety FM roadshow to do it. So we opted not to do the broadcast. Man, I have to say it was the first time that I think we didn't do any kind of broadcasting in a long period of time. Because most of the time, at least you get one episode a week. I think that week you got absolutely nothing. But it was a mandate that was in place, and it changed apparently on the ride down. And it's okay. But I have such a hard time with all these people that are out there saying, sheep, blah, 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 for the mask thing. It is my God-given right not to cover my face. Well, don't go to these places that are requiring masks. Don't go out in public. Believe me, they're not a sponsor of the show, but I'll mention them anyways. If you don't want to go places and you still need groceries, Instacart and Shipped will deliver to most locations, unless you're out in the freaking boonies. So think about it. Even Amazon has a delivery grocery service. So think about it for a moment. There's so many pieces there. And the thing is, with the mask, 
people like to quote information well. Masks are supposedly not valid. They don't bring any kind of proof. Blah, 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 blah. You know how that information changes so frequently? I just say think about it. Think about what you think is going to be best suited for you. So now that you know that what's better suited for you, and if you want to go into a place that says you could not be there without a mask, is that going to be best suited for you? Will you adapt and adjust to what needs to be done for that period of time? I'm not saying go around, wear a mask inside of your car. Because that's, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I think we can have a whole other conversation about that. Now, if you're an Uber or a Lyft driver, well, maybe that's a different conversation. If you're a shuttle driver, maybe that's a different conversation. If you're a taxi driver, maybe that's a different conversation. But if you are just single-handedly driving by yourself, probably don't see a need for wearing a mask inside of your car. Personal opinion. Anyways, I feel like I've went on too long about the mask thing. But you know how that goes. We cover a lot of information in a very short period of time. And we also like to talk about things that are going on inside of the real world. So my question to you, as you sit here and hang out with me, and we're going back to back with some info here, how do you feel about mask? What is your general consensus? Do you think they're important? Do you think they're not important? When you go to a place, do you have a mask with you? And if you do, why do you? And if you don't, why don't you? Is your life that much worse if you have to wear it for a period of time while you're doing something in the public? Do you try to go and avoid the public if all necessary? Maybe that's some of the stuff to think about as we do move Duh. forward, because that's really important here. But you know how that goes. We're going to cover all the information that we can cover, because that's the important part. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Figer Law. That's why we're unstoppable. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So let's continue down the path. <laughs> Transition smoothly there. You are listening to Real Safety Talk on Safety FM. This is the Rated R Safety Show, just in case you forgot. Anyways, yesterday we talked about Supreme Court Justice RBG. Was well, we talked about her yesterday, but now we got some new information. Today she was at, or she was released on Wednesday from the Baltimore Hospital. The 87-year-old was admitted on Tuesday after suffering from fever and chill. Doctors kept RBG overnight to receive antibiotic treatments after having a bile duct stent cleaned out. Spokesperson for the court says that she is resting at home and doing well. So there you go. There's some quick information about that. 
So glad to hear that she's doing better, that she was able to leave the hospital. Always interesting to see. 87-year-old and still a Supreme Court justice. How do you feel about it? No, seriously, how do you feel about it? No, I'm trying to pay close attention to hear you. No, really, I am. Yeah, my hearing's not working that great. Anyways, let's continue. The New York Police Department and the NYPD Sergeant's Benevolent Association are offering up $23,000 for information that helps find the person who fatally shot a one-year-old boy in Brooklyn Park. What? Shot a one-year-old boy? What the hell's going on here? David Gardner Jr. was at a family cookout on Sunday at a neighborhood park when two gunmen opened fire. He was rushed to an area hospital but did not survive. Three others were injured but were ex- expected to survive. A one-year-old. Get shot. Not that it's justifiable by any means, but was this like a crossfire type thing where this was occurred because they were in the line of fire? Not intentionally, but a one-year-old. What the hell? I say throw the book at the people that freaking did this. Yeah, I almost lost it there. A one-year-old. Like that doesn't even click in my brain on how that works. It's like, how does this happen? Like, realistically, how does this happen? Like, there's no justification. Well, number one, there's no justification for people to be shot, period. But a one-year-old at a cookout in a park? In a family cookout? Like, really? Like, I don't get it. Like, I truly don't get it. It just doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. Safety never sounded so terrible. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so as we've been talking over the last few days, Miss Maxwell, you know, Jeff Epstein's friend, is secretly married and refusing to reveal her husband's name. Think about that for a moment. The bombshell was dropped during the Madam's Bail hearing on Tuesday as prosecutors accused her of purposely hiding the extent of her wealth. As previously reported, Maxwell has denied bail as she poses an extreme, extreme flight risk, according to the judge. So what are you thinking here? As you listen to this, you hear about it and all of this going on, because that's definitely something to talk about for sure. So do you think that it's going to be because she's married to someone famous? Or do you think that it's just because they're trying to hide money? It's an interesting way to look at it from both ways, for sure. Think about it for a moment. Anyways, let's continue. About one in in five, excuse me, about one in five new cases of coronavirus reported around the world came from, you guessed it, Florida, Texas, and California. According to NBC News, 27,574 cases recorded in those three states accounted for about 18.9% of the global, yeah, I said global total, represented more Duh. than a third of the news of new cases in the U.S. The death toll has also risen significantly in those three states. 
So how are you looking at this? Because I know yesterday we had a brief discussion about new coronavirus cases that have been taking place in the state of Florida and that now they're determining that the labs had it all goofed up and that the labs had it where it was not making a lot of sense because it was saying that there was a 100% positivity rate, positive rate, 100% positive rate. So what are you thinking? Do you think that it makes sense or do you think it, do you look at it and go, there's no way? Cause I mean, you have to be like, okay, a hundred percent out of all the ones. And we're talking about Southwest Florida, but now when the news stories are saying also the cases related to death have increased, how does that actually work? I know how it works, but how does it factor in? Because one can ask the question is, if this particular person tested positive, but they technically, quote unquote, were labeled wrong and they died, then would you say, hey, they have it, but they really didn't have it. See how it can become very confusing? And I'm not trying to give skewed math and I'm not trying to justify this over that and blah, 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 blah. I'm just trying to have the conversation here. Yeah, that was meme-worthy, gif-worthy, just in case. Um, So think about it, because that's definitely a conversation to have. It's something to think about for sure. You can't just sit there and go, how that makes any sense, especially if there's been a rise in the death toll. I mean, math is math. Equations are equations, and you have to put the factors into the whole thing for it to make some kind of... Logical sense on when we're having the conversations. Anyways, let's continue. Authorities in Utah are looking for three teenagers who they believe started a wildfire that has now burned across thousands of acres. Utah Forestry said that the blaze was started by fireworks that rapidly spread due to dry conditions and erratic winds. The fire was scorched an estimated 11,700 acres with no containment. That's almost 12,000 acres there. So let's talk for a moment about something that we would need to address. You as a safety professional, and us coming not too far off of the 4th of July, how do you feel about this whole thing related to fireworks? If you work at a location where they actually allow fireworks on the premise during around holidays, 4th of July, so on, blah, 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 blah. How do you look at those things? And yes, don't get me wrong. There are some places that do allow that. Yeah, as crazy as it sounds, it is true. How do you look at it? How do you go about and say, okay, cool. It's okay. It makes sense. We should do them. Or do you look at it and go, no way, Jose. And no, I'm not talking about the professional wrestler. How do you look at it? Do you allow them on the premise or do you say, no, this is something that we should take a look at? I don't know. Some crazy things happen in workplaces. I'll tell you, I actually worked at a place at one point and I'll share this story now. It's been a while where when they put on events for the holiday at this particular location, and this was the corporate office. So I want to make sure that I, that I reference this. They would allow 
people to drink on the property. Mm-hmm. Sometimes during work hours. So they would have a party during work hours and allow people to drink. But they would never set up anything in regards of people having a way to be transported home. Which I always thought was weird. The other portion. I remember at one point I was at an event at this particular place during normal work hours. And they were allowing people to drink. And there was a dude inside of the warehouse. Actually, there was two dudes inside of the warehouse. That there was this piñata they had put up. No problem with the piñata. Those things happen. But all of a sudden, it was, let's discover who's more macho. And these guys threw some ropes up at the top of the warehouse, which we're talking 30 feet from where the railing's located, and decided with this minimal knot on this rope to climb this rope as they were inebriated. Yeah. But the funny part was, and I'll tell you the story, one of the people that decided to climb the rope was a, what was he? A vice president inside of the company. And he didn't have to abide by the rules of safety because he was okay with what he was doing. Kind of a jacked up story. And I know I kind of went off on a tangent there, but this is some of these things that when we start allowing them, it kind of becomes very weird. Talk about fireworks. Then now we're talking about alcohol and you know, Hey, I would say normally in most parts, you know, I like drinking as much as the next person, but that's a lie. I don't like drinking. Oh, this is really good tequila. That's a different story. Um, but this is the weird things that we have to look at sometimes as safety professionals and see if we're going to allow them to incur. Because then you know that automatically, especially in this case, talking about the fireworks portion, if something goes wrong, it'll be, well, why wasn't there not a rule set in place for it to actually not happen? Why was there not a safeguard? And I always looked at that whole thing with the gentleman actually climbing up the rope. For the macho test. On how crazy that was, especially him being inebriated. So I took a look at it and said, if he would have fallen, what would have happened then? Because people came to my office immediately and were like, hey, what's going on? Why are you you're allowing this? I was told the people in operations overruled everything else there. Operations is key. I'm just saying it's the truth. It is exactly what happened. It's the way the world goes. Something to think about is definitely as we move forward. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Rated R Safety Show. Sarcastic? Never. Okay, so let's continue, continue, continue. Now we're going to have to get into the swampland. I shouldn't say it that way, but let's start talking a little bit about politics because you know we've been doing that as of late. The more and more that it actually happens, the more and more we do have the conversation, especially the closer we get to election day. So let's talk about it real quick. Mayor Bill de Blasio believes that there are a number of factors in play when it comes to the increase in positive coronavirus cases in young adults, but not the recent protests in his city. After being asked if he thinks the protests contributed to the surge in cases among the 20 to 29 year olds in NYC, de Blasio placed most of the blame on bars and restaurants reopening and all the younger folks going out 
to those places. Last week, de Blasio office denied the protest had any effect on the increased cases, telling Fox News that there's no evidence that the virus was spread via protesters. Let's be real here. That's bullshit. <laughs> if you're going to blame bars and restaurants from reopening, if people were protesting, there we knew all along there was a chance that this was going to happen. I mean, let's not sit here and lie and go, okay, no, it didn't happen because of the protest. And I'm not saying people don't have the right to protest because that's not going to be it. But let's be realistic, too, and not sit here and go, no, not the case. Just It knew that it couldn't happen at the protest. Really? Like, really? Yeah, really? Like, really, 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 really? Duh. Duh. I mean, think about that. Think about how asinine that comment is, just for a moment. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, a new poll in the battleground states of Pennsylvania shows that Joe Biden holding a double-digit lead over President Trump. The survey conducted on Mammoth University also shows that voters are evenly divided on who they believe will win in the state. As respondents feel that the number of secret Trump voters are staying quiet. Pennsylvania, along with Michigan and Wisconsin, typically vote blue, but Trump edged out Hillary Clinton in all three states back in 2016. Interesting, right? I mean, I think it's an interesting aspect. Now, I think it's funny that they talk about secret Trump voters. I have a pretty good friend of mine that I was speaking to yesterday, known her for, I want to say about 12 years at this point. It's been, it's been a long time. And she was telling me that she believes that she's secretly going to be voting for Trump as well. And nothing against that. But I don't understand why people are saying the secret aspect of the whole thing. You know, if you're going to do it, just do it. Get it over with. More power to you. I don't think, I mean, you have the option of voting for whoever you want. I mean, unfortunately, you can't vote for Kanye, just in case. He did drop out yesterday. I'm sure that I'm ahead of the news there on talking about it because I'm sure I have that further down. But think about it real quick. Should you really hide on who you vote for? Or do you think it will cause too much ruckus? I think it's kind of funny that people get all up in a twist about it. Duh. Anyways, let's continue down with some of the other things going on real quick. Okay, so did you hear about this one? Or did you see this one? I guess that would be the other thing. Tom Hanks film Greyhound. Yeah, not to be confused with the bus system. Has set a record for the largest opening weekend release for Apple TV+. According to Deadline, while the exact figures have not been shared, the movie is rumored to have scored viewing or have scored a viewing audience to commemorate with a summer theoretical release office big hit. So in other words, it's saying it's dominating the box office. It was actually released at the normal movie theater. Plain and simple? Or is that simple enough? Easier description? Just in case, just want to make sure, because, you know, it can become a little confusing at time as we talk about it. But, yeah, I mean, pretty interesting. Tom Hanks normally makes some pretty interesting movies. Let's not lie. Let's not talk, you know, let's not uh, 
lie about that. Anyways, let's talk about Jim Carrey real quick. Jim Carrey TV series, Kidding, has been canceled. Insiders told Page Six that the decision was made months ago. According to Carrey, but Carrey and the producers wanted to keep the news a secret because he wants to win an Emmy. I think I watched a couple episodes of that. I think it's actually available on Amazon Prime as well. Also, Jim Carrey has a new book out. He was actually on earlier this week on Howard Stern. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, Howard Stern, which they were doing a pretty interesting interview. Of course, you know, a lot of interviews are being virtual these days. So, but pretty interesting interview. If you did not take a listen to it, I believe part of it is available on YouTube and on the Facebook feeds throughout the multiverse here. So feel free on doing that. Anyways, Kristen Teigen more than what, uh, blocked more than 1 million people on Twitter after her account was flooded with sick psychopaths. The model said that she is worried for her family after being attacked on Twitter by conspiracy theorists who have been linking her to Jeffrey Epstein. The trolling tweets began the accusation service from Teigen once traveled to Epstein's private plane and that she had been part of the pedophile ring. Something to think about, just bringing that up because it was there. Anyway, Shaquille O'Neal stopped to help a stranded driver on Florida Highway earlier this week. The NBA All-Star was reportedly driving near Gainesville when he saw an accident and pulled over to make sure that everyone was okay. He stayed with the driver until authorities arrived on the scene. O'Neal fist bumped the officers and told them, stay safe, and then left the scene. Good for Shaq. I like Shaq. I've liked Shaq all my life. Ever since, you know, started playing basketball, I still have the rookie card somewhere. I don't know why I mentioned that out loud, but I still have it. <laughs> I have a couple of them, but that's a whole other story. Maybe, you know, nah, 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 I'll leave it at that. Uh, let's continue, continue, continue. Jana Kramer, yeah, country singer Jana Kramer. Jana Kramer was also on One Tree Hill, I think it was. Yeah, and I think she was on Dancing on the Stars. Anyway, Jana Kramer and her husband, my cousin, auditioned for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills during the quarantine because they weren't because they weren't doing anything else. Well, I guess good reason to do that. Um. So, anyways, Kramer revealed the news on the wind on her wind down podcast while chatting with Real Housewives of New Jersey stars Joe and Melissa Gorga. She added that they did individual interviews, some FaceTime and Zoom chatting with producers. But that was at the end of May, and they haven't heard back yet. Kramer's pal and current Beverly Hills high wife, Teddy Mellencamp, told her that she heard it went good. But the 36-year-old said that isn't sure that she could handle the pressure of actually becoming a housewife. Does that mean like a housewife on the show, or does that mean like a housewife in real life? I don't know. I'm just asking because I have no clue whatsoever Duh. what exactly that meant. Safety never sounded so terrible. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's continue, continue, continue. Naya Rivera's cause of death has officially been listed as drowning. According to the Ventura County Medical Examiner's Office, the autopsy, the autopsy shows findings that are consistent with drowning and conditions of her body is consistent with time that she has been submerged. While drugs and alcohol are not suspect to be a factor of her drowning, a toxicology report test will be conducted. So she did pass away from drowning is what it's looking like, as we had discussed previously inside of the week. So just for sake of information purposes, just so you know. Tara Banks will be hosting the new Dancing with the Stars. Multiple sources from NBC have confirmed the former America's Top Model host 
will replace Tom Bergeron and Aaron Andrews, who were both dropped from the show earlier this week. So something to look forward to. I believe she did, what was it? Not the X Factor. What the hell is that? America's Got Talent. Wasn't she there for a period of time too? Anyways, the interwebs were screaming earlier in the week with this this one. Nick Cannon has been dropped from Viacom CBS after failing to acknowledge or apologize for a resurfaced interview containing an anti-Semitic theories and rhetoric. The controversial features or the controversial video features the rapper repeatedly referencing offensive conspiracy theories and rhetoric about the Jewish community on his podcast, Cannon's Class. In response to the firing, Cannon said that he has no hate in his heart and refers to himself as an advocate for people's voice to be heard fairly and candidly. So I don't know what's going to happen, you know, with him being kicked off from Viacom CBS. Because he does have that show on MTV that was called Wild and Out that kind of was doing tours and all that kind of fun stuff. And I know that Sean P. Diddy Combs or Puffy Combs or whatever the name is. Has offered him a home at Revolt. So might be seeing Nick Cannon going to Revolt relatively soon. Just in case if you were not familiar, take a look at what Revolt is. Anyways, I already mentioned it a little bit earlier. Let me talk about it some more here. Kanye West has bowed out of the 2020 presidential election less than two weeks after announcing that he was running. According to the insider, Kanye's hired campaign staff who were looking into getting his name listed as the third party candidate in Florida and several other states. But the team has now been told to forget it. Kanye has not publicly commented on his short lived run. Somebody was saying, I think it was Tommy Lauren, was saying that he this dude looks for attention during this time almost every year, so not to be surprised the moment that he dropped out. And shit, was she on it? I mean, she called it... Duh. Exactly on the spot. Yeah, she's the one that does the final thoughts and the wavy hands. Some people like her, some people hate her, just in case. Stand in whatever camp you want. She does have some information she puts out almost daily, I believe it is. And she's very opinionated and, you know, so are most people. But that's okay. Those things happen. Anyways, let's talk a little bit about sports real quick. The New England Patriots are planning to have fans in the stands, but at only 20% capacity of maximum. The team announced the decision on Wednesday saying that they want to make sure that the game experience is safe for everyone. Other safety protocols have been announced for the path. Upcoming seasons include physical distancing of at least six feet, Blocked off seats of 10 or less. And then no one will be allowed to sit in the first eight rows of the stadium seats. And face coverings will be required at all times inside of the stadium. Also, parking will be free. Walk-up sales will be suspended. And all tickets will be mobile. Interest. I mean, it's going to be an interesting um, aspect. This new world of ours as we are going to be able to move forward and talk about some of this stuff. So just think about that on how this new, how these new protocols will be. Anyways, just want to bring that up. That way for you have the information there. Duh. So let's talk about some things that happened on this date. Many, many, many moons ago. 
So let's take a look and go down memory lane. Back in 1969, Apollo 11 blast from Cape Canaveral. It carried the first man who would walk on the moon three days later. Something to think about there. What do you think? Also back in 1999, John F. Kennedy Jr.'s Piper Saratoga 2 HB airplane fails to land as scheduled near Martha's venue, Vineyard. Excuse me. After 15 hours of search and rescue team was assembled, miraculously the wreckage was discovered the next day. JFK Jr.'s w- and his wife, Carolyn, and Lauren Bassett were on board and found at the crash. It was ruled the crash was due to pilot error, with JFK Jr. not having the appropriate training to attempt a landing at night flying over the water. That was back in 1999. Also on this date, back in 2002, President George W. Bush announced the new cabinet position to help coordinate the efforts for domestic intelligence initiatives. The Department of Homeland Security was a response to September 11 attacks the year prior. It was also the debut of the often mocked color-coded danger chart. Yeah, the changer chart. Remember when that was used to be a big thing on the news all the time? That was back in 2002 on this date, 18 years ago. Wow, where's the time gone? Anyways, let's talk about some birthdays that you can celebrate today if you're interested in doing that. Some singers here. Pop singer Luke Hemmings turns 23. James Maslow's turns 30. Wizkid turns 30. Garth Bale, soccer player, turns 31. Corey Feldman, yeah, from the Goonies and Stand By Me, turns 49. NFL player, or former player, Barry Sanders, you know, the running back guy. Rocket to the moon, 52. Ready for this one? I was kind of shocked to hear this. Will Ferrell turns 53 today. And do you remember good old Phoebe Cates? Yeah, Phoebe Cates. Turns 57 today. 57. I just watched the Gremlins a few days ago. And Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, former coach Jimmy Johnson turned 77 today. So that's a couple different things there for sure. Anyways, let's talk about some days of the year that you can celebrate today if you're interested in doing so. Get to know your customer day. Guinea Pig Appreciation Day. National Corn Fil... No, excuse me. National Corn Fritter Day. National Fresh Spinach Day. World Snake Day, National Personal Chef Day, and National Stress Awareness Day. Well, talking about stress awareness will actually get you into some other information. If you're currently actually suffering from anything related to stress, suicidal thoughts, or depression, there's a phone number that I would like to share with you, and that is the phone number for 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. That is the phone number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They're there 24-7 to be able to assist you. If you don't want to do a phone call and you'd rather do something online, you can go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That is suicidepreventionlifeline.org. They are there to assist you in regards of anything that you might be doing, struggling with mental health-related issues or even contemplating suicide. The other thing we've been talking about quite a bit as of late, that is missingkids.org. And that is a website that normally ties directly into Amber Alerts. So if you know that you get Amber Alerts from your phone on time to time, that is something that you can take a look at and help out with that particular charity. That is the National Center of Missing and Exploited Kids or Exploited Children. You can take a look at missingkids.org at that one. A couple things coming up. Would like to share that with you. We have a class coming up 
towards the end of the month here, which is our Hop 101 for Beginners class. If you're interested in actually joining us, we are actually going to be conducting the class on July the 29th at 9 a.m. Eastern time. You can join us. If you want more information, go to safetyfm.io. That's safetyfm.io for more information. We are also running a contest for for up to, or we have three, we three, have three tickets that we're giving away for it. And if you're interested in doing that, you go to safetyfm or safetyfm.com forward slash contest for more information. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. That is the listener. Yes, we will be back tomorrow, Friday, with another glorious edition of the Rated R Safety Show, where you and I get to hang out, do some things, talk a little bit, talk about what's going on in the news right before everything happens over the weekend. So, just in case. Also, you can always come out, hang out with us here at safetyfm.com. We're always here 24-7. We're around the clock, baby. Because you know that's what we like to do. We like to make sure that we are here for you, coming across and being live and in living color here. Anyways, you know who I am. I know who you are. Love you. Yeah, I really do. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.